Welcome to the Wellness Guys Show with wellness experts Dr. Lawrence Tam, Dr. Damien Kristoff, and Dr. Brett Hill. Welcome to the Wellness Guys. I'm Dr. Lawrence Tam. I'm Dr. Damien Kristoff. And I'm Dr. Brett Hill. And this is the Wellness Guys Show, a weekly show dedicated to bringing wellness into our lives. And today it's going to be a Wellness Guys first. We have met our match in today's episode. We have actually six callers. On, on today's call and more importantly it's three boys versus three girls so welcome from the health talks TV uh, ladies um, you guys are all experts in wellness would you like to let's start off with Nat to introduce uh, your group and um, and tell us a little bit about yourselves sure well thank you firstly for having us guys we're really excited about this but basically um, health talks TV came about um, our exec- executive producer approached me and said, you know, what, what you do is unique. You, you share information, you put it up on Facebook, you put it up on your blog, and all these people like it and they talk about it. And how can we, how can we produce something that can go out to everybody? And so that's what we've done. We've gone with that idea and, and wanted to make it visual and, and something that everyone can access. So, you know, it's on YouTube for anyone to go and watch at any time. So, uh, well, uh, I must admit we've uh, we've got a bit of envy from our end because you guys obviously got the video and we're just you know we're just audio <laughs> here so that's pretty cool. Um, how did we, the four of you get together originally? Well, again, I'll answer that a question again if that's okay. Um, at that same time when um, we were thinking about how that might come together, I had these three girls spring to mind, and they were the three only three that I asked, and the only three that said yes, obviously. So it was it was sort of just. It just evolved from there. It was, you know, really exciting that I just asked them and they were really excited by it as well. It was something that they thought would, would be really good. And so that's sort of it was very easy. It just went from there. Excellent. Now, could you just tell good. us a little bit? Like you're, um, sorry, guys. It's going to be tough, isn't it? There were six, six people on. But uh, I've, I've watched a couple of the episodes. Um, I watched with bated breath watching about the uh, the coffee enema. I was expecting to see all kinds of things. I just wasn't sure what was going to happen with that one. But uh, and I've thoroughly enjoyed the, the ones that I've watched so far. I think that they're, they're excellent. And they're, I must say to all of our listeners, it's definitely worth watching because the girls are very easy on the eye. And not, not only do they know a lot of stuff, but it's, it's very much like uh, it's exercise for the eyes too. So you should not only listen but watch it because there's great information. It's really, really good stuff there. And what I've noticed about it is it's so well produced. It's just an excellent, excellent thing. So well done, girls. Thank you. Thank you. Damien, we definitely need to, get an, uh, ex- topic. we need to get an executive producer. <laughs> ah. We need to get an executive producer. Yeah, we do. We need to be able to. We've got to get sharp. We've got to get sharp like these yeah. girls. Um, girls, there's a lot of topics that you that you cover, and obviously we cover a whole lot of topics as well. And you know, obviously being girls, you'll have a flavour towards women's health, I suspect. And with us being blokes, we find it very, very easy to talk about men's stuff. But there's there's probably some obvious trends that you see, um, and I thought that would be a great thing tonight to talk about some of the trends that you see in health with uh, with regards to. Um, women's health and there's trends that we see with regards to men's health. Maybe we could contrast and compare what's actually going on. Is that a good idea? That's a great idea. Sounds good. All right. Well, let's do that. Now, just really quickly, um, I've, I've just 
uh, read a, a new book that Nat's just written, which I think is excellent. And uh, she's been part of of writing with with another health expert here in Melbourne, and it's uh, it's great. And it talks um, all about the benefits of fat. And for years, traditionally, women have have, have watched how much fat they've eaten. Um, they've been on low fat diets and they've done all kinds of crazy diets. But of course, there's massive amounts of health implications if you do take fat out of your diet. And obviously, that's one of the things that you're very passionate about. Do Mel and Jess, do you feel the same way about fat as, as what Nat does? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, it's, definitely. It's, some, it's something that almost every single one of my clients has a phobia of. They're, ha they're completely scared of it. And even things like avocados and almonds and coconut oil, they just have this massive fear. And, um, you know, they're realizing that their whole hormonal system is out of balance. And because they've kind of stripped this, this, this important element out of their diet. So, um, yeah, I think lots of people kind of, take it out and don't really know why and they just kind of do it because everyone else is doing it you know so it is it's definitely a common common thing that we see all the time and it's not all it's not even that it's not even their fault necessarily because they've been we've been educated or we've been on this you know push for low fat for a really long time mm -hmm. and you know people don't actually understand and when you ask them or you tell them they still for a period of time don't believe you until they go away and start to do it. I think Jess is a good one to comment on this as well because Jess, um, you know, is vegan. For, for She can tell you why. Why, Jess? <laughs> <laughs> why am I vegan? Well, several reasons, but, yeah, tell us. <laughs> um, I'm vegan mostly because I was diagnosed with cancer a few years ago. And as part of my healing regime, I realized that cancer thrives on animal protein. And so that's the, the number one reason why I became vegan. And also because plants are just freaking amazing. So I have to eat as yeah. many of them as possible. And there's not <laughs> enough room on my plate for animals when, when I eat this many plants. But I also need to bring it back with the fat. People take it out. But the thing is that when you take fat out of something and you're buying a product that is low fat or no fat, people don't realize that that usually means that it's a chemical, I don't know if I can swear on this program, shit, shit storm. <laughs> Or it's, that it's usually full of chemicals because it's been stripped of the fat and without the fat mm. it needs chemicals in its place usually to make it taste better, to make it um, filling and to make it food again or mm. to make it look like it disguised as food. So that's another big issue yeah. that I find. Well, look, I think we all agree with that, you know, and certainly the more processed something is, the further away it gets from being actually real food and beneficial yeah. for people. So we, I think... All of us agree that the fresher the better. But let's. How yeah. about we move from the food side of things and talk about some of the health things that you girls are seeing um, that girls are dealing with at the moment. What, what are the girls dealing with right now? Well, from a clinical perspective, I mean, I'm a fertility natural fertility specialist, so I see all sorts of hormone imbalance and you know women with crazy menstrual cycles or lack of menstrual cycles, women on IVF. So all of these things for me, you know, scream help me and um, that's that's the major thing that I see in the clinic and I think um, there was an episode we spoke about with Mel where Mel spoke about um, you know helping women to fall in love with themselves again Mel yeah. that was yeah. something you see a lot of right absolutely and it, it's it's the stress levels as well like you know you can be eating all the broccoli in the world but if you're highly stressed it doesn't balance out you need to be making sure that you're 
calming your mind and you're grounded and you're really in your body and you're loving the body that you're in, you know. It, mm. If you're beating yourself up all of the time, of course you're going to create disease in the body and illnesses and stuff like that. So, you know, I see a lot of stressed women and a lot of women that just absolutely hate themselves and it's it's sad. But, you know, once they start falling back in love with themselves, and it sounds so simple, but you would be surprised. But once they start doing that, the most amazing shifts happen. Like women have lost 10 kilos, 15 kilos, just by accepting the skin that they're in. Nice. Mel, uh, just nice. got a question on that too as well. I mean, a lot of women out there may be saying, well, I don't have the time. You know, I have uh, so much time commitments with my family, my kids, my husband, blah, 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 blah. So what do you say to that? Like, where, where would someone start to start loving themselves, would you suggest? Well, we all have the same 24 hours in, in a day. And it's, it's about, you know, making your health and your life a priority. And for some people, it's not a priority. And that's okay. But just be honest with yourself, you know, just be like, okay, cool. I'm not, that's not a priority for me. But if it is, it's just about making the time for yourself, you know, really honoring yourself. And some of the great things that you can do, and Jess and I spoke about this in the last um, Health Talks episode, is um, we do a lot of affirmations. And it might, you know, be really, really weird at, at the start when you're first doing it. But even just doing some affirmations like I love and accept myself, I love and accept myself, even something like that, you know, as soon as you say that and you stop saying the negative, I'm fat or I have big thighs or, oh, my God, look at my cellulite, as soon as you start doing that, it, it's, it starts to get easier and, and you start to believe it more, which is awesome. Yeah, that makes perfect sense, Melissa. And it fits in with that whole stress response that happens in the body, which, which we've spoken about before and really links in with a whole raft of chronic diseases. And, uh, mm. and so, Natalie, I was hoping to come back to you because you, you sort of mentioned before, as a natural fertility expert, you know, I know there's going to be people listening to this podcast who, uh, you know, are, are wanting to help improve their fertility and wanting to, you know, have babies and have kids and that sort of thing. So, can you tell us, you know, what are the biggest issues you see? Like, what what do you find the biggest problems um, that are going on are? Yeah, I think, I mean, stress again. I would say stress is number one, um, and then that couples in with sleep as well. We just don't get enough mm. sleep, and then. You know, that sends our hormones into crazy frenzy. It stops women from ovulating. It makes men's sperm abnormal. And so, you know, that is another really big factor. And then diet. Diet's huge. People just don't eat to support their health anymore. And that's what we were just talking about in terms of fats. But also, from a, from a hormone perspective, our fats, our sex, um, sorry, our sex hormones are made up of fats and protein. And so we need to be eating quality fats and protein to make sure that our, our bodies are geared towards being the most fertile version of itself. The other thing that I find too is that, you know, our fertile weight and our ideal weight may not be the same thing. You know, mm. there's a lot of very thin women that um, are, you know, the opposite side of the scale to what Mel just talked about and that is that they're underweight and, and so they're not fertile, they're not ovulating. But yeah, I would actually say that stress really is the biggest thing, the biggest thing that affects your fertility. It's a good thing to say that, actually, Nat. I've, I've seen a lot of patients uh, through the years in my practice as a naturopath uh, trying to get pregnant too, and 
I've seen the stresses the same. But interestingly, uh, I've I've also found that the healthier somebody is doesn't necessarily confer fertility. And uh, and I've it, it surprised me because on the weekend, in fact, only recently I was having a, a chat with a, a mate of mine, and I said, you know what? I reckon that the healthier people are, the more significant their immune system response is to mm. an embryo. And then mm. on the weekend, um, there was a report that actually signaled and said that they're studying um, healthy individuals and they're saying that sometimes people can be too healthy, their immune system can actually mount a response. What right. do you say to that yes. sort of thing? Well, it's an interesting idea. I, I mean, I wouldn't doubt that at all. I think, look, if I'm really honest, the pressure of that people put on themselves nowadays to have a baby is so huge that is a really big problem too it's it's you know and it's it's consuming their every thought and that's coming back to what mel was talking about that some people almost have this belief running that they're not going to fall pregnant that they can't that they're too this or they're too that and whilst that's happening they're not going to and it's really common to see in clinical practice sometimes i have patients come in they'll sit down it's the first time i've seen them and they'll say actually I just fell pregnant. I've just found out. And it's because they've almost handed it over to me by ringing up and making that appointment to come in. And the same happens with IVF because it's almost like you're handing it over to someone else and you don't have to worry about it anymore. So yeah. I think there is that, that real idea behind the belief that's running um, because these same people that have that belief that's running, coming back to what you were saying, are the ones that are doing all the right things, physically doing all mm. the right things. They're eating the right foods, they're sleeping, they're doing all of that. Um, their body's in tip-top shape, but maybe too much so, and you know they're focusing too much on that. Mm. Interesting. Excellent. Interesting. So what else are we seeing, girls? What else are we seeing? Obviously, there's a fertility thing. I would have thought that you know chickens and the pill might have had something to do with it, but you know maybe that's not the case. Well, the pill has a lot to do with it, of course, absolutely. Like we've been on a bit of a rampage at the moment. I think I've been, I'm known as the crazy pill-hating lady. Oh, no, <laughs> yeah, look, man. <laughs> oh, look, it just, it just causes, a, a, you know, an array of issues that we're just not educated on. And that's not even, you know, your GP prescribes it, but he's not even or she's not even any the wiser. They're being told by pharmaceutical companies that it's safe to use. So... They're just relaying this information because that's what they're led to believe. And, you know, I even have health professionals, GPs, come in and, you know, will say to me, I didn't even, I didn't even question it. I didn't think about it. I never understood that it would have these ramifications. Wow. Mm. I was shifting gears, uh, girls, for a second. Uh, Jess, I know that recently you actually jumped out of a plane. You conquered your fears of height uh, <laughs> recently, um, last, I think three, three months ago. So tell us how important yep. it is for a, you know, for a woman to kind of you know, challenge themselves to do something different you know, other than their normal routine. How is important that to their psyche, their mind, and their soul? I think it's really important. I think we become really complacent. We sit inside of our comfort zone. And we can just hang out here until until we die. I mean, and, th and I was doing that. I really was. I mean, I was really struggling to step outside of my comfort zone until I had this massive life wake-up call. And ever since then, I've just been pushing myself to do these things that I said that I would never do, things like public speaking and jumping out of a plane. And, and yeah, even being on camera. I mean, I used to be terrified of these things. But... I don't know. I could just, I could just see the benefits of pushing myself to do them, and I can tell everybody that it's so worth it because it's never as bad as you think it's going to be ever. <laughs> the benefits are so much, so much better. 
Jess, I'd like to ask you about your diagnosis, I guess, and I hope this isn't too personal a question, but you know, you Never. often hear people sort of look back on that and say, you know, that was actually a bit of a wake-up call for me, you know, almost that it was a, you know, a blessing in some respects to, to, you know, create change and to change the life and head it in a different direction. You know, how do you look back on that now? I agree. I totally agree. I feel exactly the same way. I mean, I was living a really fun lifestyle back then. I was in my early 20s, I was 22 when I was diagnosed, and I was living a life that revolved around lots of parties, lots of drinking, lots of drugs. Um, I wasn't taking care of myself at all, but I was having so much fun that I wasn't going to give up any of my life without something drastic happening. And I guess my, my body and the universe knew that, so it gave me something drastic. And I think I'm incredibly lucky that I was diagnosed with cancer at such a young age, because I think without it, I, I don't know, I, I would have ran into a lot more troubles and I don't know, I, I actually think that having cancer is a blessing because it's a very, very powerful motivator to look after myself and to put my, um, my health and my happiness first. I mean, I never have the option now of becoming complacent on that and I really think that's a blessing. And so just following on from that, Jess, mm. what, what would your message be to, to others, I guess, uh, who, you know, whether they're in that situation or whether they, you know, haven't got any health concerns at all, um, mm -hmm. you know, what's your, what's your, I guess, your message to those guys and girls out there who, who think that, you know, my health's not a priority right now and I can always, you know, deal with that later. I would probably just say that our bodies speak to us in whispers, and we may not recognise it at first, but they do. And if we don't listen to them, they'll start to speak up. If we still don't listen to them, they'll give us a big kick up the kick up the backside. And the thing is that you can't ignore that the messages that your body's sending you forever and be exempt from the consequences. Whether you experience something now or in 10 years or in 20 years or in 30 years, you're going to experience some kind of health crisis if you continue to treat your body like crap. I mean, there's no way of getting out of it. And I don't know, I think that I was 22 when I was diagnosed and I'm so grateful for that because I now have the rest of my life to reap the benefits of living a life that can only be rewarded to you when you put your health and happiness first thing um, that people love talking about from the girl's perspective is obviously relationships. Now, um, Melissa, you just got stuck um, in New York in the recent storm and you just got back, but you actually had a great insight there from the airport. What was on relationship? Yeah. Tell us a little bit about that. I did. I met this the most beautiful couple. I was stuck at JFK for about seven and a half hours and I sat down next to this beautiful elderly couple and um, you know, we got talking about everything, absolutely every topic. Well, we, we did have seven and a half hours to kill, so we got to really know each other to say the least. And um, you know, I asked them towards the end of it, I was like, oh, do you guys mind me asking how long you've been married? And um, yeah, they said 50, I think it was 57 years or something like that, or maybe 53, I can't remember now. But I remember my jaw just dropping to the floor, like absolutely dropping to the floor. And I was like, holy crap, like that just yeah. doesn't happen anymore. You know, yeah, I've, I, had an, I had another friend who, you know, got married and was broken up within, the, within three months. And it's just, it's, um, it was a really beautiful eye-opener for me. And, and I said, what do you think the secret is? And he said, um, patience, love, patience. And I was like, okay, that's nice. And then she said, she, good old Jan said, commitment. She's like, not only did I commit to Alan, but I've committed to myself. 
you know, and I think that's a, and it's the same with your health. Like once you make a commitment to yourself and set that intention, you're going to make great choices. You're going to nurture your body with, with foods, with your, your thoughts and with your choices in everyday life. So, you know, it was a, it was a really beautiful um, reminder for me. There's also, too, I mean, the other things, and we're trying to cover as many um, health topics girls will want to know. Um, the other thing is about, you know, one of the things that um, I know my wife cares about and a lot of females out there care about is beauty. Like, where, did, um, how did you girls, maybe we'll speak to Nat, 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 Nick, uh, Nick uh, sorry, I'm mumbling my words here. Nat, your, what are your opinion on beauty and health? Like, how do that relates to, you know, to you? Well, I think it's certainly a reflection of the inside out. Um, you know, I, I I have um, my mother who, um, if everybody that sees my mother thinks that she's my sister, but the point is she has lived a really, really healthy life. She, um, you know, she doesn't really drink. She's never smoked. She's never been, you know, she's always had such a clean routine and I think that shows. And so I just don't think that we have that same level of, of care and honor for our body anymore we kind of abuse it a little bit so I really do think it's it definitely is something that comes from the inside to begin with um and you know if you haven't slept enough or if you've been eating poorly you you can see it you, you look tired the whites of your eyes aren't white anymore you know your skin's dull and you can just tell so there, there has to be you can put all the all the face cream on in the world but it's not going to change anything mm. It's funny though, isn't it? Because a lot of girls do whack on a, t- a truckload of cream and stuff on their face, and because okay, someone needs to say, it's just not working for you. Just not working. It's it's so it's such a tough thing because they come in with all this stuff on their face, and you think, oh my gosh, that 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 just can't be good for your body. But there's no. there's almost this. Uh, disconnect people don't realize that the stuff you put on your face actually ends up inside your body not only just on top of your body and uh, there's a massive disconnect and I reckon that caused a lot of health issues too my some of my family members actually had breast cancer and um, and this seems to be one of those things that obviously it affects girls but it seems to be becoming more and more prevalent and uh, surely you girls have got some kind of take on that as well Who's going to go here, Jess? <laughs> yeah, I'll take it. Um, yeah, that's a good one for Jess. <laughs> breast cancer is a huge one. Um, there are so many reasons why breast cancer is so prevalent at the moment, and Nat is a really good person to go to on that topic because it all has to do with hormones a lot of the time, and it's um, the the toxins that are in our environment, the toxins that are in our food, the toxins that are in our cosmetics. Because like you said, everything that we put in our skin ends up in our body because our skin is our largest organ. So we're living in these toxic environments, but we're not detoxifying our bodies. So we're also um, voluntarily pouring things in like alcohol and drugs and bad food. And this toxic overload is just kind of manifesting itself as cancer. And breast cancer is a huge one. I also need to say, though, that with the, um, the new like research into epigenetics, Especially now that yeah. we've just gone through um, October and that pink, the pink month, and everybody's sort of promoting mastectomies and and all of this uh, horrendous stuff that is scary. so unnecessary, and women Terrible. kind of think it's a badge of honor and like something that's really mm. courageous to go and get their boobs cut off just because they have these breast cancer genes. 
And yeah. I think we really need to get it out there that just because you have that gene doesn't mean that you're going to have breast cancer. We can control our genes by controlling our lifestyle. Changing as long as we're willing to be empowered and take responsibility. Um, yeah, so that's that's a topic that really really grinds my gears because I just I think I just think it's so sad. Yeah, it's a big thing, isn't it? Mm. What else What else are you seeing, girls? Just quickly, because we've we've only got about a couple of minutes to go. What else are you seeing that's happening with the girls? What about body image? Uh, like, I mean, that's one look, big thing. You know, how's what was that, sorry? body image? How's the how, you know from the perspective of you know woman's mm. uh, viewpoint on body image and and how to handle that you know mentally and physically. Yeah, that well, Mel would say, yeah, that's go, Mel. Yeah, <laughs> that's um huge, massive. Like, and it, it all comes back down to accepting themselves. And I know that 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 sounds really simple, but it, you know, for a lot of women, that's really hard. And I battled with eating disorders and body image stuff when I was a lot younger, and it really does mess with you. It really, really does. And it, it's it's. It's like a programmed thought that you've got in your mind that you, you know, you, you think you have no other choice, but by doing the common things like affirmations and mantras and things like that, they are the first step to begin to reprogram and retrain your mind and your thought patterns. So, yeah, I see a lot of women with, with body image and, and confidence issues. Um, and once they kind of get catch those negative thought patterns that they've got playing on repeat and, and changing them to a, a nicer thought pattern, they have, have see the most dramatic shifts in their life and in their bodies. So, you know, that would be the best place to start, I would, I would suggest. Excellent. Well, let's, um, we got one last sort of topic to cover, but I mean, let's talk a little bit about your TV show. I mean, there's a fourth person in, in who's not here with us, which is Sam. Unfortunately, she was not able to join. Hi, Sam, if you're listening to this um, after this. Um, how does Sam fit into the picture? I mean, obviously, we hear your expertise, and you guys all come from different backgrounds, and I think one of the main things here is, as well is that we've all, you know, thanks for sharing your inside stories with Mel and, and Jess, and you know, your past. Everybody obviously uh, needs to see us as that we're not perfect, right? We didn't get into this just because we were perfect. We actually had a history of our past, and we turned those um, things in the past, like such as cancer, just you did with cancer, and turned them into something that's uh, empowering and also motivating to actually help others. How does Sam fit into picture in, 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 in the team of Health Talks? Sam's a therapeutic chef. Um, her background is she's um, studied nutrition, and she's quite well aligned with Chinese medicine, Chinese medicine principles. So she's, and well, she actually started off as a, as a restaurant own, owner and it's sort of evolved for Sam over, um, you know, years in the industry. And so she basically tries to educate people on how to make amazing food. Um, and one of her lines is that, you know, she makes sure that it doesn't look brown and that it looks amazing because, you know, plants and, and the, the foods that she uses um, can be extremely delicious and, and, you know, as a benefit to that is that they're extremely good for you at the same time. 
Excellent. Well, I mean, you guys are doing a fantastic job. We saw, I've seen some of your episodes and they're just amazing quality. And like I said, Damien, you got to get on top of that executive producer thing. Um, you're going to need to get one of those. You can't have ours. <laughs> I'm sorry, yeah. you can't have ours. <laughs> I'll be looking into it, don't you worry. Yeah. I'll be able to do it. Um, girls, I would love to, if, I mean, people are going to be flocking to want to know more about you guys. I mean, you got four different personalities and you got great information. You know, where can they kind of streamline themselves? Where can they go to to find out more about you and start watching some of your shows? Because we're still in the pilot phase, um, we have a Facebook page that's Health Talks um, and also on YouTube, if they search Health Talks TV, they can find us there as well. And then each of our blogs, um, that is also where you can find us. Well, excellent. Fantastic. So that's Health Talks TV. We got some, some beautiful girls joining us on this call. So thank you ladies for you know taking your time out of, out of your day to really record the show with us and uh you know six people on the call we didn't hopefully we didn't jump on top of each other too too much on this one but uh like always guys uh the, to the fans make sure you go to our website thewellnessguys.com leave the comment leave your comments below this particular episode and uh, tell us what you think about the girls tell us what you think about their thoughts and uh, more importantly go to our facebook page and tell us what are some of the interesting topics you want us to talk about in the future especially when it comes to women's health so make sure you follow us on twitter and sign up for notice of each episode on itunes until next week begin creating wellness into your lives lead by example and let's change the world's health together join us next week on the wellness guy show